My name is Stephen Rafferty, and you're watching These Are Questions. This is the internet show where I ask people questions about things, life, and such not. Today's guest is a multifaceted artist. Please welcome Sydney K. Sydney, hey, welcome to These Are Questions. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You're welcome, and I'm glad you're here, and I'm excited to interview you here for These Are Questions. Before we get into the show itself, Sydney, I need to explain the rules of These Are Questions. Sydney, I'm going to ask you a series of questions that are going to be based around your career and aspirations, along with a mixture of questions that are borderline idiotic and, well, randomly stupid. Do you accept those terms? I do. Good. All right. Cool, cool. So, Sydney... Are you ready? I guess we'll find out. Let's go. Ooh, okay, we will find out. Internet, are you ready? I see an artist in the background. He has a canvas and with a thumbs up. So I'm going to take that as a yes. With that in mind, let's begin. So, Sydney, tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got into the arts specifically? Well, I uh, I definitely started my creative stuff young. It wasn't necessarily with, it definitely wasn't printmaking or necessarily studio arts. I was into music. I wanted to be a singer. I was in a bunch of children's musicals very young. My dad was in theater at that time as well mm -hmm. too. I've always been, I was in a, a community where there was lots of music and performing. And I did that at a very young age. And then, you know, started getting to school, was interested in that. But then I, you know, we start drawing. Everybody does at some point, doodling, whatever. Um, I started really getting into it when I took my first like solid art classes in high school. But I was also doing theater and acting wasn't really, I didn't get a lot of support that I would have needed at that time to develop those skill sets at those age, mm -hmm. like at that age. Mm -hmm. So um, I shifted to set building and props and set design and set dressing. And I really enjoyed that. It was very tangible. I could see my improvement. I could see the differences that we're making and like helping it creating environment was really cool for then something to happen. Mm -hmm. It was super interesting to me as well as, um, you know, the more traditional art of like, you know, drawing and um, learning perspective, painting those kinds of things and a little bit of printmaking uh, in my senior year of high school, I think. So I did high, I had decided by senior year that, yeah, I, I want to do art, but I didn't know what. I didn't know if it was going to be set design or something more like painting, fine arty like painting. Uh, I knew I wasn't into graphic design because it still kind of scares me. Computer oh. art was so, <laughs> computer art was so not where I was at. And it's very funny because I, uh -huh. I use digital art a lot now. Mm -hmm. um, I went to community college. I got into an honors program at Broward College like the week before classes, uh, which was crazy. Like, um, yeah, I had gotten in touch with the dean with a separate uh, like schedule issue. And he was like, you seem really articulate and intar and you know what you want. We've already closed submissions for this because you didn't because that was the deadline and I hadn't been exposed to it. Um, but like if you could get your portfolio on my desk by four o'clock the next day, I can get in front of the committee. And I got in wow. for my first first year of college. Um, and that was it. I was it was over. I was in I was in art school. <laughs> hey, go fi figure just like that. Yeah, I, I did. You know, I learned all the foundations, was starting to learn more about 
the art world and the academia side of art. Um, and I took my first printmaking class and fell in love. I, the way I like to say it is um, because printmaking is such a broad umbrella term for a lot of different skill sets. Um, I can do anything you can do and then I could do it twice. <laughs> That's how I like to phrase it because it encompasses everything from sculpture to um, painting to a lot of the finer digital things. You can do a little bit of everything in one place mm -hmm. and then recreate it multiple times for most of the parts of printmaking. Um, so I went through that program. I graduated. I went to university, transferred to USF, got my, I just graduated with my BFA in printmaking. And now I'm here back home in beautiful South Florida, getting involved in the independent artist scene and loving every second of it. I got it. I started interning with IS Projects over in Fat Village. I recently started working uh, also at In Bloom Studios, which is woodworking, uh, uh, CNC routing, laser graving, furniture fabrication kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm participating in art events and this is my life now. Wow. Look at you doing amazing things in all different facets of art and really showcasing the ability and your skill set to really become, as I've mentioned, a multifaceted artist, just working in various different art mediums and just uh, exploring and figuring out what works best for you and just uh, putting yourself out there more and more. So that's fantastic. Um, I wish you best of luck with everything going forward. So, um, but you, you already so have so much in your, you're welcome. And you already have so much in your repertoire. So it's just going to keep going up. That's the dream. That's the hope. Fingers, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> your name is Sydney. Um, I wanted to ask you, would you be open to traveling to Sydney, Australia. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we already live in the Australia of the United States being okay. Florida, uh, as, as the meme goes, yes. but I was actually named after Sydney, Australia. Oh, okay. Uh, when my, uh, my mom was working for a company and they had a lot of dealings with a company in Sydney and she loved the way it, it, it felt when she wrote it. So she named me Sydney. Wow. Because they were constantly dealing with Sydney, Australia. We actually have a painting of the bridge mm -hmm. uh, in, in the living room, the next room over, where it's wow. the, over the harbor. And you can yeah. see the opera house and all the little boats and everything. Oh, that's cool. Well, you just you just went through my question because I was going to go from Sydney, Australia to saying, did you want to recite at the Sydney Opera House? But you already oh just you already just beat me to it. It's like you're we're a mind reader. Same, we're on the same wavelength. Yes. Same wavelength. Yes, yes, yes. I'll give you that. I'll give you that credit. Credit. Credit is due for that. So but that's cool. I did not know that. Now I, le I learned something new today. See, sometimes we learn things on these are questions. Sometimes, not all the time, okay. but sometimes. How can you best describe the creative processes of making an art piece come to life? Um, that's a hard one um, because it, it can depend on the medium. Mm -hmm. Generally, you start with a, like you brainstorm, but um, I... I'm thinking outside of like academic terms because I have for, I was in art school for five years. So the process was there's an assignment in a specific medium and then you have to create content right. that works with that. But now that I'm not there, it's more of a having idea and what 
materials feed into that mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. So generally, if you have the way it's gone for me and pieces that I've made outside of school life or just outside of um, just directions, basically outside of commission based kind of ideas, it's um, I have an idea, I have a feeling or an experience or um, setting I want to create. And then, you know, I just start spitballing ideas. I don't really sketch a lot at the start. Okay. I'm very word heavy in the beginning because I, in my, my inner monologue is just, it's words and, and it's sentences and talking through stuff. I guess it's more of like a verbal processing thing. So I literally will just write down ideas constantly and then I'll start rearranging them or picking ones and refining. And then once I get to that point, I'll start sketching. Um, and, uh, once, once you get into like the thumbnailing stage of like, all right, this is where I'm going to start gathering materials and fabricating the the pieces, parts, whether that's, you know, what paper am I going to use? What colors am I going to involve for something that's more two day or, um, you know, a, a sculpture, figuring out the dimensions, the sizes, mm-hmm. what tools I need to cut the materials down to that size. And then it's the process of making. So um, taking care of the structural stuff first and then getting into uh, kind of the final touches of how it arranges in a space. So with uh, something that's 2D, it's more like what what setting is it going to be in? How does framing it work? How do I want to light it for capturing the image? Or how do I want to share it and title it? Mm-hmm. For something 3D or more like an installation, it's, it's more in depth of creating an experience. So that is the, when it comes to an installation or the um, kind of like the altarpieces that I've made, it's how do I set this up to invite people into it and then have their experience, whatever that experience may be. Okay. I can feed content into it, mm-hmm. um, but I do not guarantee what someone's going to get out of it. That's up right. to them. Um, so it's just making it a space where I have all the pieces, parts to lead to this kind of general area of experiences that I'm hoping they may open up to. Um and how can I achieve that through color or sound or the imagery I involve or the kind of like the wear and tear on a piece of furniture that I involve, like whatever that's going for, how specific do I need to get to create an overall setting mm-hmm. for someone to be led to a, a, a realm of <laughs> feelings. Yes. Um, and that's, that's kind of how it goes as you get it as far as you can with what you have and set it up to the best of your ability. Um, there's a lot of the points where you have to just stop mm-hmm. and look away at something else or go take care of something else and then come back and look at it with fresh eyes. A lot, that's one of the hardest things to because you, you get so close in and tight knit on a detail that you just want to focus and get perfect that you often will lose the sense of the big picture. Yeah. And that's whether it's like a painting or a drawing or, you know, a big sculpture. Absolutely. And like nine out of 10 times, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily an artist per se, but I can relate in some aspects with graphic design. Sometimes you focus on some of the the minute and some of the finite details so much sure that it messes up with the big picture. And nine out of 10 times, the general individual will look at that and won't even notice the tiny little detail that you yourself are 
um, working on. So um, yeah, agonizing over the spacing of some letters or like this one thing that I had such a clear picture in my head of what it was going to look like. But if you invited somebody else in to look at this with no previous conception of what it was, it would not impact their experience in any way whatsoever. <laughs> to us, it, it's everything. Yeah. It's it's the end all be all, you know, mm-hmm. it absolutely is. So my next question is, if Halloween were 365 days a year, what would be your go to character to dress up as? That's so hard. Uh, um, No pressure. Well, it's just a little bit of pressure. pressure. That's the hardest question. That's... um, What's tended to be my go-to, whether I intended it or not, mm-hmm. uh, is like a a Beetlejuice character. Okay, yeah, I can see you rocking I, that. I did a, a Beetlejuice. I think there was there was a Halloween party hosted at Fat Village, and I did my first ever Beetlejuice, and it's kind of evolved. I have like different versions of Beetlejuice that I'll dress up as now because I just have these random pieces that lend to that character. Mm-hmm. Um. It'd be a, a tie between that and just like a, a casual witch. Okay. Just like, you know, black clothes, cute little hat, big boots. Mm. Um, so like Beetlejuice for for good makeup days, casual witch for bummy days. Oh, okay. 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 And if you're feeling special or adventurous, you could combine the two um, ideas together and you could be a Beetlejuice witch. Absolutely. Mm. Just saying, you know. That could, that could be for the actual Halloween, like the October 31st. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be the special occasion. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Sydney, my next question is something that I actually have to show you. I'm going to pull it over here. Um, I have this uh, blank canvas and a Sharpie. Can you tell me what I need to do with this? Pick anything other than a Sharpie. Okay, a pen. Pen's fine. Uh, what should I do with this? Hmm. No pressure. Oh, I wish I still knew the whistle graph. Uh, whistle graphs are like, they're songs you can sing that you link up with shapes, and then okay. at the end you'll get the same drawing every time, but I don't remember it. Okay. Uh, uh, what if, okay. Ooh, let me see if I can make you draw. Okay, draw a two. A two? Okay. Yeah. This is going to be... A curved top and then a flat line in the bottom. Like this? That's more of an S, but close enough. We can work with that. We can work with it. (laughs) I'm drawing with my non-dominant hand, so... Because I did not plan this question out any further. This is going to be a good good. idea. (laughs) Okay. Draw a little... Make the the top line like a little oval. The top line and oval. Okay, so yeah. like this. Yeah, that leads back into the curve. I'm gonna mess this up. <laughs> okay, like that. Yeah, and then put a little triangle at the end of the oval. So the like, one closest to your face. Okay, so this one put a triangle. Yeah, put a little triangle pointing towards your face. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I see the art happening. I see it happening. Getting okay. there. And now you're going to make another curve from the bottom of that oval. Okay. To the corner of that. Yeah. And just lead that up 
to the bottom of the top oval. So curve it up. Like curve this? in towards you. Yeah, that works Wait. fine too. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. 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 Good so far. We got art here. And now we're gonna make another triangle right at the bottom. Okay. So right at the bottom and just make a make a triangle where the flat edge is pointing towards your chest. So the point is on the bottom and the flat edge is painting pointing towards your chest. Okay, so like this. Okay, okay. it's close enough. There there we go. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Okay. We're trying. And We're then, trying. And then do a little just a little oval right under the whole image. Just a little oval. Under right the, under the like right at the very bottom of the page, just a little long oval, a long skinny oval. Oh, okay. I'm gonna mess this up. Uh like right here? Like under it. Okay, so like here. So you don't have to connect it to it, just right under it. Just just draw an oval. Yeah. But which way? Like horizontal or vertical? Horizontal, like a long skinny one. Okay. Like that. Kind of. You have a penguin. Yeah, yay. Penguin. <laughs> what should I name this penguin? Uh, I don't know. It's your drawing. You, you no, know, it's yours. You you did it. Name your art piece. Okay, okay. I'll name it I'll name it art penguin. Art penguin. Art. There we go. Voila. The signature pens out. Fine. Throw it later. It's fine. We'll get back to it later. We'll get back to that. <laughs> but thank you though. Now I learned how I learned how to draw a penguin today, so that's the highlight of my day. <laughs> <clears throat> now back to what I know best: asking stupid questions. Um, my next question is. Can a Burger King Whopper be used as a flotation device? For ants, maybe. Okay. Like a okay. really small lizard. Mm -hmm. Like okay. the bun, probably. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the patty would. Patty's uh, usually kind of heavy. Know, I don't know. The, yeah, I don't know the density or the like porosity of a, of a beef patty. Assuming mm -hmm. it's beef. Um <laughs> Question mark. We can't allege. I don't want to get sued by Burger King, but no, um, not at all. You're you're totally a hundred percent beef patty. Um, <laughs> but definitely the bread for sure until it gets like soggy and and like falls apart because a hundred percent bread is biodegradable. So like yeah, it's a eco friendly flotation device for ants and small lizards and amphibians. Hundred percent. Mm -hmm. So if Burger King decides to promote their eco-friendly buns, they have a demographic for them. So um Absolutely. Shout, out, shout out to the ants, the lizards, the uh the the crawling creatures. Um that that's for you. That's for them. That's for them. Now on an actual question here, what was one of the toughest art pieces you've had to create so far in your art career? Um, definitely it was my, um, it was the piece called, um, be gentle with yourself. Okay. Which was my thesis piece for my BFA. Mm hmm um, because not only was it, um, the content was heavily based on my personal journey with mental health at the time. Um, and, you know, dealing with anxiety and, 
and self-worth problems and actually and a lot of self-care struggles Mm -hmm. and and neglecting that and bringing that to the forefront of your emotions are a part of you and paying attention to your emotions and devoting time and energy to taking care of your emotions and listening to your emotions is an act of self-devotion um so i created this altarpiece with animal imagery that related to like the big three negative emotions which are really are just our bodies warning systems of Mm -hmm. of fear and anger and grief serve very specific purposes and they let us know what needs to be paid attention to but when you don't take in that information and do anything about that when you sit there all they can do is continue to sound the alarm and those things can develop into anxiety and anger problems and a lot of other things just speaking of very broad terms of course right right of course um that's something I've struggled with for a very long time. I, I had uh, my anxiety was at an all time high when I was in university due to a lot of lot of different factors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was having to address it for for the first time intensely because it got to the point where I could not ignore it. It was making day to day life and, and functionality impossible because I wasn't taking care of that part of myself. And it's it was just. On top of that content being per- so personal and having to pull a narrative out of my personal experience and then make it um, relatable and, and broader, broader and more interpretable to other people, like make it make it so other people could relate to it and use imagery and a, a visual language that a lot of people could access, not just people with, you know, art school brain. Right. Um and, and technical terms, that was the difficult. It was also super difficult because um, at the time, on top of, you know, having peeled away all those layers of my mental health journey at that point, there was also a lot going on in my family. It was, uh, we were going through a really big period of loss and stress. And with the pandemic, we couldn't be together. Mm-hmm. And that was terrifying. Um, and I was having to make this piece and get it ready and put on a show and it was the last thing I cared about in that moment. Oh. I wanted to go be with my family. Um, and I couldn't. So it was hard to do all of that at the same time. Um, and I would never put myself through that again because now I'm in the, in, the, in the process of processing all the things I couldn't take care of in that moment because I had to graduate, because I had to get through those things because that was the only thing I could do. I couldn't go home and be with family. I couldn't take care of... Well, there were a lot of things I couldn't control in those situations without getting too narrow and specific, but right, of course, um, it was the toughest because I was in a position where I couldn't take care of myself when I was making art specifically about taking care of yourself. So it was it, it was hard to fight that cognitive dissonance on such a on the biggest level I had at that moment in time. Um, so that was definitely the. It was the hardest piece to bring to fruition because mm-hmm. it was the the deepest, most academic piece I had done. It was the most personal piece I had done. It's also one of the most successful, I think, in terms of bringing all of my skills to the forefront. But it was the toughest to be able to be that vulnerable, get it all put together, uh, and then go on and continue sharing it when I felt like the complete ass opposite of everything it was talking about. Um, and, and I mean, like, aside from that, 
every next piece is going to be the hardest piece you make. Every The piece I, I want to make, but I haven't gotten there yet, that's always going to be my hardest piece. And everything I make is personal. That's how I, I make art. And even when I don't mean to make a self-portrait, I do. <laughs> even when I don't want to make art about myself, I do. And that's just part of the human experience. So there's parts of that that are always going to be the same, no matter what piece I make. Um, but both on a technical and personal level, that one was the hardest. Well, I thank you for sharing a little bit about your personal stories. You know, it's not easy, um, especially during the period of time that all of us were going through. Um, everyone has their own individual challenges and struggles. Um, but, you know, at times it could be hard to move forward. But during those times, you, that's the the time where you do need to move forward as best as you can. And I'm happy that you were able to create a piece that resonates, um, whether through own fault of your own or whatever the case may be, you were able to create something out of it and spin it to more of a positive type experience. And at the end of the day, you were able to graduate and you were able to continue on into your art journey. And, um, you know, you may look back at it later on and you will say this was a period that was somewhat difficult, but now I can say I'm in a better space for myself and I'm doing the best that I can every day. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and, um, I, I appreciate you doing what you're doing in artistry and doing the best that you can there. And it does lead to my next question. Could you give me a great piece of art advice for someone who's never created an art piece before? Maybe it's someone that wants to drive and dwell into um, different art mediums. For someone like starting out in art or just wanting to try it, um, the biggest piece of advice I have is don't be afraid to mess up. Do not be afraid to fuck up. You're going to fuck up you're going to make mistakes. You're going to feel stupid. You're going to make something that isn't what you wanted it to be, but that is literally the only way to learn. And it's perfectly okay. It's perfectly normal. There are so many things that I've made and poured hours to that did not come to fruition, but I learned so much more from those experiences than the ones that I was able to crank out and be perfect, or at least get to a finished position that I was happy with. I learned so much more from the failures than I do the successes. And that starts being really comfortable. That starts being really fun even. It's like, wow, this is so not what I wanted. This is so did not go the way I wanted it to. But, you know, now I know what not to do. Mm -hmm. You learn to laugh with it. You learn to roll with it. It's like, all right, that didn't work out. Let's try something else now. Um, you you roll with it because it's it's... It's always going to feel like the end of the world at the start. And, 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 but sometimes it just means, all right, this is where I need to stop for today. I'll, you know, I'll go home. I'll have dinner. I'll take a load off, get out of the studio, get out of my workspace or whatever for the day, sleep on it, come back tomorrow. And you will have new thoughts on how to do this. You will have new idea. You will have a new avenue to take. Um, and that's just how it goes. And like, that's how I found out about digital art and graphic design. Like I have interest in it and I know there's skills in that that are useful to me, but that is so not how my brain works. Right. 
That is so not, I, I am so tactile. I'm way more comfortable when I'm in like crappy overalls and covered in paint and ink and gross. Like my hands are still like gray and gross from printing yesterday. Um, <laughs> so don't be afraid to try everything. And it's okay to say like, wow, this really isn't my forte. There are techniques from this that are useful to what I want to do and I can work on learning them. But this isn't what I'm good at. And if it, and this isn't what makes me happy. If you try something and it makes you feel like crap, even if you like the way it looks, if doing it is gross, like there are some things I don't like carving. The texture of them is awful, but you can get beautiful things out of them. But I hate using that material. Don't use it. No one says you had to. No. <laughs> try everything. And when something doesn't work out, either come back to it later with a new perspective or try something else. There's always something new to try. So mm -hmm. don't limit yourself. Don't pigeonhole yourself and don't hate on yourself when you mess up because it's going to happen. Very wise words. Very wise words. Um, I respect, I respect it. And, and it's, it, it, it applies to most situations, not just in art, but just life in general. Sometimes you got to fail. Sometimes you got to get back up. You just got to try again. Yep, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have, one last final question to ask you. We are getting to the end of our interview. And the question I wanted to ask you is a question that I'm asking every single guest on These Are Questions Season 3. And the question is, is I am making a music playlist this season on These Are Questions. And I'm asking each guest to tell me, and you can give me up to five, but what are your some of your favorite songs that define your personality? Oh, God. The heart. Only five? Mm -hmm. Damn. Well, right, I know the first one right off the bat. Okay. Okay. It is In a Week by Hosier. Okay. Uh, there's also a features artist on it that I always forget the name of. And I feel awful because she's an incredible singer. But it's In a Week. Um, if you've seen my artwork, you definitely get why. <laughs> um Fair enough. And if you've ever listened to Hosier, you definitely get why. It's all about devotion. Um, uh, gosh, my personality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh. No pressure. Again. Hmm. I just have to think. I'm like, what have I been listening to recently? Because that's going to be the best, best uh, representation of where I'm at right now. Oh. Uh. God, mm -hmm. I'm gonna pull up my Spotify. Hang on, you can go go right ahead, go right ahead. You know, up to five couple songs. Um, I've had I've I've interviewed different guests and they've given me different answers. Some the viewers have seen, some the viewers haven't seen yet. But uh, you know, it's interesting the thought processes and how um, everyone thinks about that question. So. Um. This isn't helping. That's making it harder. Okay. I'm just going to like list off my fades and hope that it's succinct enough and not overanalyze it. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, what's that song by Ash Nico? What's the name of that song? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't there's know. a, there's a, a couple of them. I really like, okay. I, I'm trying to think of this one. Um, oh, it's, um,
I think it's called Hi, It's Me. It's like, hi, it's me, your best friend. Um, here to remind you that he's not worth it. Um, <laughs> a little salty, but you know, you know. Um, there's also... God. This is gonna be the most boring part of this episode while I sit here and just think. No, don't worry. It's the most exciting part. What are you talking about? It's uh, not boring at all. Oh, what's that song? I hate questions like these because it's immediately your brain throws everything you know about yourself completely out of the window and you're like, oh. And it's always going to happen after the interview is over. You're going to be like, I remember this song. I remember this song. I remember that song. Why didn't I say yeah, this song? It's going to haunt me. It's going to haunt me for the next week. Like, I'm going to text you and be like, this is what I meant. Mm-hmm. This is the song I was thinking of. But, mm-hmm. okay. um, we got two songs. If you can give me one more, that at least songs. that's three. That's at least three. I'll give. I'll, I'll take that. I have it. It's like right there. I just can't get to the, oh, what is it? What's the artist? Is there is it, is, is there a specific? The problem is, is it's not an artist. It's from a musical. Oh, but it's like I can. There's one that I'm chasing, and I'm like sorting through the musicals I know okay. to place it. Okay. Okay. So I will have it in just right there. Okay. Focus. Focusing. Focusing. Gotta get on the same wavelength. Um. Oh my god, it's so gone now. Damn. Got this. You got this. I believe in you. You can do this. One more. You know what? Okay. This is this is a little movie nerdy, but the the it's the theme to Shakespeare in Love. I don't know the name of the song, but it's oh. the it's the theme that they have to Shakespeare in Love that plays throughout the movie. I love that. Okay. It's beautiful. Um let me see. If I could give you one that's like an actual song and not just like a movie soundtrack. I mean, that's one fine. More. Okay, one more. You got one, one more. You got one more. I got for me? one more. Okay, it's one there. more. One more. Final countdown. Not the song, but the actual final countdown. Here we go. One more. Mm, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's my friend's band's new single. Okay. It's called No Grieving. No Grieving called no grieving the band is i alone they just released it i did the cover art for it did you i did okay that's cool well but yeah shout out song. shout out to them that song it's really good mm-hmm. okay i have to check i have to check that one out um and, but don't worry we're gonna put all these songs together on our big playlist when we finish off the season for these are questions so um you'll be able to listen to them the views will be able to listen to them and i will be able to listen to them who would have thought? So I can't wait to have the whole playlist together. It'll be a nice little mixtape. <laughs> I'm going to, I, my, my section is going to be the most inconsistent. It's going to be great. That's going to be the theme of the entire playlist. It's going to be the it's Amazing. Gonna be inconsistent as I hope you as, have everything from sea shanties to like heavy metal and like yes. hardcore rap in between. Yes. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good playlist. I can feel it now. It is. It's going to be. The vibes are going to be. Amazing. Chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss. Even though the chef is a chef, not a musician, but whatever. It's the same. It's the same premise. Same premise. All right, we're going to the outro. Outro. Sydney, 
We are at the end of our These Are Questions interview. It was a pleasure interviewing you, but now the floor is yours. Is there anything that you want to promote? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to say? Any last words? This is your time to shine. Oh, pressure's on. All right. I have what is called a coffee. It is a platform similar to Patreon. I have my shop there where I sell my prints as well as my digital work. That is also where you can commission me like our friend here has. I did a fun little spooky thing for him. I have everything from simple doodle portraits to couples portraits to like spooky uh, Halloween universal monster themed drawings. I also can do uh, just more digital paintings of whatever you want or something more like a, a graphic or not a logo, but, you know, like a little character or something for a profile picture. Um, I enjoy those. You can also, I'm going to start opening um, commissions for woodblock carvings. Mm. But that is where you'll find all of my printmaking, painting, announcements on any big projects. That is where you can support me as an artist and find out what I'm doing. You can also follow me on Instagram, Sydney Kazart. That's where I'm most active. Um, you can also, I have membership tiers through the coffee. So if you want to sign on and be super involved with, you know, my blog posts or what I'm doing, you want to give me feedback on the kind of pieces you want to see, you want to get quarterly rewards, I'll send you little prints that say eat, sleep, print or stickers, handwritten letters, that kind of thing. That is the way to do that. I will also, uh, you can always find me at the end of every month, last Saturday of every month, I will either be at Fat Village or in the Mass District, vending between those two places. I work at at IS projects where I will I intern with them and help them sell through their storefront and I help out at the gallery or I will be over in the mass district with InBloom Studios working on some fun woodworking stuff um, and uh, yeah check out No Grieving by I Alone it's super cool I'm really grateful to have worked with them and I look forward to the rest of their songs coming out they have a concert in Jacksonville this weekend Okay. I don't know what this is coming out, so probably this will be much out, later. Yeah, it'll be out much later. But at the but time, at the time where I am right now, they have a concert in Jacksonville, uh, in a week, and it's going to be awesome. But they will have tons of shows coming up soon. So yeah, keep tabs with them. They're super awesome. Definitely a sick metal band. All right, we'll do, we'll do. All righty. Well, Sydney, once again, thank you so much for being a part of These Are Questions. But now we're at the end. So the only thing I have left to say is uh, thank you for everyone that is listening and watching this episode. And um, to everyone watching and listening, again, have a good night. And we'll see you all later. Good night or good morning, good afternoon. Um, whenever you watch this, I don't know, you could be watching this at like, 8 32 p.m in like antarctica or something you know with the penguins which with the uh, penguins which by the way my penguins not doing so good i i, I threw them across the the uh the office so uh it's okay it's okay we'll we'll recover recover he'll be fine he'll be fine he'll be fine be fine